Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome back to the Dollars and Cents Show, everyone. This is Carol Topp, your host from the website homeschoolcpa.com. And this podcast focuses on episodes helping homeschool leaders. But I'm part of a bigger network of homeschool podcasts called the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. You can find other podcasts by homeschoolers for homeschoolers over at ultimateradioshow.com. And some of the podcasts out there um, vary a lot. There's homeschool podcasts for people with special needs children, one called Victory Over Adversity by Heather Laurie. Maybe you have kids in high school. There's a podcast for you. Um, Maybe they're headed toward college. You might want to check out College Prep Genius, that podcast. Or maybe you're just looking for some general parenting advice. Well, you can find that from Helen Melanie Young. I'm making biblical family life practical. It's one I listen to quite regularly. Or for a little humorous approach, how about the homeschool sanity show? (laughs) Yeah, we all need that, don't we? So anyway, I'm part of a network of podcasts for homeschoolers by homeschoolers over at ultimateradioshow.com. Hop on over there, look and see. You might find some other podcasts worth your time to listen to, but mostly they'll be very encouraging as you journey on in your homeschool adventure. Hey, in this episode, I want to share with you another true life story. I'm full of stories, but this was uh, from a friend of mine who's considering homeschooling, and um, I want to talk about accountability. That's the topic for today. So my friend, uh, I'll call her Susie. Susie is a young mom. She has preschoolers and one on the way. And she's very interested in homeschooling. Now her oldest is only four. She has another year of preschool left before Susie would even think about homeschooling her formally, officially. But she's um, really thinking and planning ahead. So she was excited to tell me the other day, Carol, I've been visiting homeschool co-ops and checking out homeschool co-ops in our local area. And I thought, wow, you've got a little ways to go, but okay. And she said, I'm really interested in this program that meets twice a week because they're an academic co-op and I really think the two days a week will hold me accountable. And I thought about that and I know Susie very well, so I asked her a really important question that maybe you should ask yourself as a homeschool parent and maybe you as a homeschool leader need to be asking parents who might join you or your your program in general and that's this question well do you need accountability Susie do you need this program to hold you accountable because I know Susie quite well and I know she's a pretty uh, structured person it comes to her naturally therefore she values freedom she had just got done telling me no more than a breath before (laughs) about this uh, two-day week program that while she homeschooled, she wanted to stay flexible, which I strongly encouraged, especially in the early years, given the age of her children. So when I asked her, I said, do you need accountability? What I went on to explain was that I knew her well enough to know that I think she is internally or intrinsically motivated, and she probably doesn't need external motivation to hold her accountable to do a good job of homeschooling. I think she had just heard the word accountability Uh, so much uh, in um, 
our church and in Christian circles, and it all sounded like a good thing, be accountable to each other, be accountable, be accountable, that she thought she needed to have that accountability externally applied to her, and she didn't. So she is like me, internally or intrinsically motivated to do the best thing for our children and the best thing in their education uh, because we felt like a calling or a conviction to homeschool. Other things that might internally or intrinsically motivate you to do a good job in homeschooling would be just your love for your children that every parent has, but some are more motivated than others to homeschool, of course. Um, there might be a true love for learning. I found that's what I developed when I homeschooled my kids. I loved learning myself. I got an education, especially in history, that I never had as a child or certainly never appreciated or never loved. So that motivated me to study more history with my kids and, and uh, you know have rich programs, rich in history and rich in reading to them. Um, another a source of intrinsic motivation that that I get a lot and people like Susie find motivate us is a sense of accomplishment. I'm doing something valuable with my time. I'm investing in my children. So sometimes these sources of internal or intrinsic motivation, love for our children, love for learning, the sense of accomplishment and the, and the calling or the conviction are enough. We don't need any other motivation to do a good job of homeschooling or to hold us accountable to um, providing a good education for our children. Now, some people um, are externally motivated to homeschool or to do a good job, and that might be by the law, you know, so they follow uh, the their state guidelines. Maybe there are requirements here. I'm in Ohio. I have to report what curriculum I will be using for each of, I think it's about eight or nine subjects, okay? So that's an external form of motivation. Somebody else is putting that on me to say, oh, make sure you cover math, make sure you cover English, make sure you cover health, okay? Or uh, your family, particularly your husband, might be a source of external motivation when he says, are you teaching the kids any math, honey? You know, things like that. Um, society also puts certain amounts of external pressure on this. For example, you know, if, if your child is not reading by age seven, you feel this little sense of, of nervousness um, because society expects seven-year-olds to be able to read, for better or for worse, right? That external motivation may motivate you to uh, work, find a new reading program or finding some help getting a, a child reading or something like that. And I think, finally, one other source of external motivation are homeschool programs. And this, I think, is what Susie was looking at. She was looking at saying, this homeschool program that meets twice a week will be the motivation I need to homeschool my children and stay accountable. Again, personally, I never needed that. I enrolled my children in homeschool co-ops and homeschool programs for other reasons. It was not to hold me accountable to do a good job and to stay regular with my homeschooling. And that's what I was challenging Susie with. I'm not sure, Susie, that you need this program to hold you accountable. So think about that as you think about what you are offering to your parents. Do you really need, dear homeschool leader, to hold those parents accountable? I doubt it because your job as a homeschool leader of a homeschool program is not to hold parents accountable. It's to encourage them to hold themselves accountable. It's encourage them to do a good job of homeschooling their children and maybe you would do that instead by 
uh, you know, instead of holding a program that requires the parents to be there or holds a program that requires them to be there frequently, like two days a week, or your, your program might even take over the homeschooling of other people's children, which I discourage. I think you should not fall into the trap of being responsible for homeschooling other people's kids. Instead, you ought to motivate the homeschool parent to, to be the best teacher at home that they can possibly be. You know, in addition to Susie looking at this program because she said it was going to hold her accountable, she and I also talked about, well, you know, but what are you giving up via this program? Um, She was going to enroll her very young child, only kindergarten age, a year from now, in a a two-day-a-week academically oriented program. And I spent a little more time telling Susie that I thought maybe she shouldn't approach an academic co-op for her daughter until her daughter was a little older. See, I didn't join a co-op until my children were, I think, 8 and 10, somewhere around there. In other words, that upper, mid-elementary. And maybe I encourage Susie, especially since your oldest is only in kindergarten, stay at home and figure out how you want to homeschool, what your homeschool style is, before you go joining a program that will lock you into their program two days out of the week. Um, Again, if Susie were the kind of person that needed that external motivation to stay committed, I might think she might need it more. I don't even know if I'd go so far as to say I'd recommend it. I don't know if I'd recommend that program for anybody. But she certainly didn't need an academic co-op for a kindergartner. Okay? I said, I think you should wait, especially for your younger sons, uh, her younger children, to get a little older before she enrolled everybody in an academic co-op. What, what were the two younger boys supposed to do while the, the child, the older child, is in an academic co-op two days a week for kindergarten? <laughs> you know as well as I, those of you who've been homeschooling for a while, kindergarten is a joy and, and it's a lot of fun and don't let someone else steal that joy from you by enrolling your child in a program. Keep them at home and do the wonderful things that you get to do in kindergarten because you, you won't get to do that again with that child, okay? First grade gets a little more serious, but kindergarten is just so joyful. You're reading out loud to them, you're exploring, you're going on field trips, going to the zoo, you're playing games, um, very lightly sprinkling in uh, a little bit of maybe workbook, uh, sit downs, what we might call seat work. But by and large, Kindergarten is learning through playing, discovering, coloring, reading to them, teaching them to read a little bit yourselves. So I, you know, I wrote a book about homeschool co-ops called Homeschool Co-ops, How to Start Them, Run Them, and Not Burn Out. But I would caution you to be careful not to enroll young children in the homeschool co-op, especially if you run an academic one. Um, Please, homeschool leaders, encourage parents to figure out what their homeschooling style is by staying home the first few years. They really don't need a co-op program, certainly not an academic one. Maybe an enrichment co-op, but I would say maybe not when their first child is still kindergarten or, or first grade. Maybe when the they have a few children that might benefit, then they might um, benefit most from your homeschool program. You know, instead, maybe those moms should join a homeschool support group and and start learning from other moms how to homeschool joyfully in their own home instead of these um, highly academic programs that are being offered uh, when it's not always needed for everybody, like my friend Susie.
So that's just my little perspective on a friend who felt as though she needed something like accountability when she probably didn't really. She was internally motivated by her love for her children, her love for learning, her calling and conviction that homeschool was, was good for them. She did not need an external program to put that accountability upon her. So I hope she thinks about that. I hope you think about that, both as you think about your own homeschool and also how you think about running your programs. You know, please don't take on the responsibility of homeschooling other people's children. Please don't take away the joy from the parents of them being with their children for the better part of most days in their in their home or in the community, but not in your highly academic homeschool program for young children who need to know that school and learning is joyful and fun all right well god bless your efforts i know you're doing a great job you love your families you want the best for them and i hope these podcasts are encouraging and helpful to you check out more podcasts over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast or the ultimate radio show.com where you'll find other podcasts for homeschoolers by homeschoolers Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.